Wait, put the headphones on and see if it works. Hello. I think it's working. Sweet. Can you guys hear yourself? I can hear myself. Okay, amazing. I I'm just going to go ahead myself. and play this song. <laughs> can we all hear it?
now live on Say Andrew's Radio. Welcome to our show. Yeah. Wow. First broadcast of Liberty Cap. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we want to introduce ourselves? I think, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm Michelle. I'm Sophia. I'm Kala. Uh, one of our hosts couldn't be with us today because... Um, he's been cancelled due to his problematic comments about skaters. Mm-hmm. Homophobic comments, yeah. might we add. Mm. <laughs> um, Do we want to pull up the receipts? I think we have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also cancelled for being a man. The Given the topics we'll be discussing today, we didn't feel like it would be right for him to have a presence on today's episode. There's just no space for him in this There is no space. space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as women. Um, <laughs> we would be betraying the women of the 21st century if, if he had a voice today. Today, Andrew does not have a voice. Yeah, his name is Andrew, if we didn't say that. He mm-hmm. might be allowed to return in future weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Stay tuned, so... Um, let me just pull up these comments just for some context. Um. Skaters congregate outside. That, that's not what he sounds like at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just my go-to man voice. Skaters congregate outside my window every night. He sounds more like that. Um, the sound of those shitty little wheels on the cobblestones. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks skating is, like, really gay and has never been cool? <laughs> um, They're just outside fucking the shit out of a six-inch curb. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly heinous. And the fact it's that... It's so hateful. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I can't believe you would attack such a subjugated minority mm-hmm. like that. Um, skaters have rights, They do have rights. Yeah, like... I don't know. And this is a prevalent issue in our society. Like, I, re- I was talking about... I was sharing my trauma in response <laughs> to these hurtful, hateful comments. And I said, I remember in middle school, I said I wanted to try skating. And my friends said it was super lesbian. <laughs> um, and then, um, let, let's say Andrew replied with this. He said, it, it is super lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> um... But that's okay, because lesbians set all the trends now. That's true. They do. Except for one important trend. Mm-hmm. Um, the rise of bimbos. Oh, yes. So very that was much an excellent segue. Very, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Topic of discourse. Very much episode. not a lesbian trend. Wait, yeah. Guys, maybe that's the problem with it. No, it, it's it not is the problem. It's 100%. It's super straight, actually. Yeah. Um, we should tell our listeners briefly, speaking of lesbians, about the song we just played for them. Oh, I yes. Think. Yes. So that was the car seat headrest version of Running Up That Hill by um, Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. You see how it um, relates now. Yeah. Um, it's Kate Bush's prolific song about pegging, <laughs> covered by like 
the strangest group One of the most penis music groups. Mm-hmm. But it works. It, it does work. <laughs> I was really yeah. prepared to hate it, but I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard this for the first time a few nights ago, and it was honestly a revelation. Like, yeah. some of their best work. Some of their best work, uh, I would say. I don't even know who the front man of Car Seat Headrest is, but... I don't even like them usually, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's, like, a really um, important example of how to do, how to be an ally in the 21st century, you know? Exactly. Because they weren't appropriating the song. They They did it well. They made it their own. No, and it's it's really gender subversion done Mm -hmm. right. I think that is actually, like, the definition of appropriating. (laughs) But for all intents and purposes, it's okay. We'll allow it. Yeah. We'll allow it. Um... Yeah, no. If you appropriate Kate Bush and it slaps, then no, exactly. You're it's to. excusable. I He's mean, uplifting covers of songs mm-hmm. can't be appropriative. It's like not how music works. No, I know. I mean, first of all, this is all a bit. Um, <laughs> I was being genuine. <laughs> this is news to me. Establishing that baseline of irony for any of our listeners who might be a little confused. Um. Looking at it's you, always gonna Mom. be ambiguous. <laughs> I thought um, we were gonna wait until episode three to establish the baseline of irony. Uh, sorry, I just I always show my cards too soon, you know. Um, <laughs> we got back to bimbos. Yes, back to bimbos. <laughs> we have a lot to get through. It all comes back to bimbos. Mm-hmm. So the, I guess what inspired us to talk about bimbo's uh this week was the vice article that was written about bimbofication and how it's like the it's 2022's like brand of third wave intersectional feminism and we have a lot to say about it a lot of opinions Mm -hmm. does anyone want to (laughs) start um well i'll say like in terms of my personal experience with bimbo's i feel like bimbos are one of those things that seem to exist on the internet and like not in real life mm-hmm. which sort of led me to think that it was mostly like ironic sort of performance art yeah you know, like i feel like i've seen like tiktok bimbos but it seems like you know almost like artistic the way that they're it performing is, for yeah. tiktok and i kind of enjoyed that i think that's kind of interesting and subversive but mm-hmm. the vice article sort of paints being a bimbo is like an identity choice yeah which it just can't be or like Mm -hmm. as like inherently empowering yeah um for women which uh, one of my (laughs) pet peeves about current feminism is that like it's this fantasy that like everything we do has to be it's like inherently empowering just because like you're a woman choosing to do it mm-hmm. um and no actually like women like everyone else can be stupid and <laughs> i say that as an often stupid woman not everything i do is inherently feminist mm-hmm. nor does anything we have to do like like none of it has to have some kind of political or ideological justification and I feel like with the bimbo aesthetic, it's just, it was so clearly, like, kind of a joke to begin with. It's like, why do we need to make it something that's, like, I don't know, 
like something to be an activist over yeah like i think um it seems like very apolitical mm-hmm. just by definition but then yeah. i think a lot of the discourse around it including the vice article have tried to make it seem really like left wing yeah and, and anti-capitalist just, that was the problem that's my problem <laughs> yeah what that doesn't make any what? sense okay yeah let me i'll just read an excerpt from this vice article mm-hmm. for anyone who might be a, a little confused about like what exactly bimboism is mm-hmm. still okay <clears throat> But what is a bimbo, and what does bimbofication entail? And isn't bimbo dot 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 like dot 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 a slur? Side note, I fucking hate how like modern quote unquote journalism is written. Like I know, Vice has gone so, so terrible. <laughs> I mean, it has been for years. Yeah, who remembers that documentary about the guy who could only eat mac and cheese? Anyway, <laughs> no, um, I loved that. That was good. <laughs> We should talk about him next week. Isn't bimbo like a slur? Respectfully, no. Yeah, like, why are you writing this in TikTok speak? It's an article. Anyway, the modern-day bimbo is a fresh approach to intersectional feminism. There is actually careful thought behind bimbology. (laughs) And it could be a way to reach true liberation. True liberation. True liberation. By doing what exactly? Spending a lot of money on your appearance to mm-hmm. look conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to reach true liberation in 2022. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting idea. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Oh, and then um, they segue that into uh, an argument that it's um, elitist and capitalist to prioritize, like what they call, like, academic intelligence. <laughs> which... <laughs> Fuck your degrees, I girls. <laughs> Drop out just, now. It hasn't been that long since we've been allowed to learn things. <laughs> like, I'm no. not ready to give it up yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure people were still making jokes, or not jokes, it was not a joke, about women going to college for their like MRS degree in what like the 70s 80s like people were still saying that mm-hmm. um and that's what we've managed to circle back to in a matter of like 30 40 years yeah it just seems like uh it just seems like somebody's trying to critique like girl boss capitalism like in a pretty like desperate superficial way you know, like, you, they don't have to be, they're not, like, diametrically opposed to each other. You know, like, the bimbo isn't trying to fight the girl boss at all. And they don't have to be fighting each other. I That's mean, true. I think they have a lot in common, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the bimbo is just trying to girl boss, like, being attractive to men, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, even though they claim that it's, like, not heteronormative, but, like, it is. Like, mm-hmm. if your entire life is devoted to looking like... L Woods. L Woods. L Woods. Oh, L Woods. Yes, of course. Okay, that's the other weird thing is, like, they use a picture of L Woods in the Vice article as if she isn't, like... Like, the biggest girl boss on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not a bimbo. No. Like she got people, into Harvard Law. People think that she's dumb, and she, like, actively tries to prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she dedicated 
a huge amount of energy to going to law school. Yeah, that was, dare That's, I say, the point of the film, that she wasn't a yeah, bimbo. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like a lot of it is... Um, it, it also, it, I don't think that there's a real ideology behind no, it. Uh, and they're sort of, like, imposing. Yeah. <laughs> they're sort of imposing. Like, it's impossible for bimbos to have an ideology because the uh-huh. whole point is that they don't think about anything. Exactly. But, like, that doesn't really, that's not liberating. It's not. At all. Like, um, I guess girl boss feminism is, like, about women being able to climb the capitalist ladder as like any other man could whereas like bimbos are like no thoughts just vibes but that doesn't actually mean anything yeah and it's like how do you make that something political like the whole point is that they're like not affected by anything that is like beyond their aesthetic experience yeah i'm gonna be honest like if i ever like drop out and like I don't know, get, like, gigantic lip fillers (laughs) and start wearing, like, I don't know. It's it's just, that's, like, a cry for help, (laughs) is is it not? Like, I'm just, that's so concerning. Like, you should care about, I don't know. The thing is, it was, like, it was funny when it was purely ironic as like an aesthetic choice because that was the point it was as an aesthetic it's cool i think yeah it's really cool and it's like they were kind of reclaiming the term as um something like empowering but like only in a purely superficial sense like i look at like head empty no thoughts but it's like it really does not have to stand for anything more than that yeah I think, like, it's it's more that they're, like, trying to paint it as, like, a replacement mm. for, like, achievement or intellectualism. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, kind of the whole point is that it doesn't have to be. Like, no. someone can, I don't know, like, dress like a bimbo or something, but then, like, have, like, a job. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, it's just not... And it's also not, like, a... I don't know, it's not, like, a a complete subjectivity like being a bimbo isn't like an identity you know it's like a mo it's like like everyone's a bit of a bimbo sometimes and Mm -hmm. it's like you shouldn't aim they're trying to paint it as like it's something that you have to like embody and that's being a feminist and it's like what like like oh maybe you go to work during the work day and then you come home and you put on a dress and some fake eyelashes and go out to a bar with your friends. You're not a bimbo. You're just a person. Yeah, like exactly. that is what people do. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh-huh. You've liberated yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were discussing the theory earlier also that this is, <laughs> that this is um, a right wing psyop. I know it fully is. Um, <laughs> because I would like to consider this article and this trend in the context of the um, M&M debimbofication controversy of a few weeks ago. Um, for those of you who have forgotten, 
they made the was it the green M&M or the brown M&M? It was both of them, but people were mostly mad about the green M&M. They made the green M&M less <laughs> sexy by and yes. they like put they made the her high heels a little like shorter and blockier. No, 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 no. They gave her a sensible pair of Reeboks. Oh god. It was did. no, it was horrible. <laughs> people were outraged. It was almost like the level of rage like do you remember when they changed the um space jams bunny yes. to make her less sexy and people like lost it yes yeah there's like a pattern of behavior here right so like we have tucker carlson going on air on fox news um ranting and raving about how they made the green m&m less sexy and then a few weeks later we see, like, a supposedly leftist article encouraging us to, like, embrace our, like, bimboized selves. Coincidence? I think <laughs> not. I bet Tucker paid for the article to be written. True. Tucker himself. Mm-hmm. I just... He definitely has a hand in vice, honestly. Yeah, no, there's, it's like, there's thing. a conspiracy here, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to, like, encourage apathy i think mm-hmm. you know like bimboism says i'm literally just here to vibe either vibe with me or leave me alone and it's like how docile like that is the most docile you can get uh-huh that is the most indifferent you could be to like the state of affairs and it's like why celebrate that you know it's like there's a time and a place for it but it's like that's that's not a political stance you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean also Sorry, just back to, like, the connections between um, a right-wing psyop and Vice. So, one of the guys who started, who founded Vice, is, um, he also, like, founded the Proud Boys. Yeah. Um, Wait, what are the Proud Boys? Um, they are an American far-right neo-fascist organization designated as a terrorist group in Canada. What? I'm reading off his Wikipedia right now, although I did know that. About the Proud Boys. Yeah. Wait, which one? Sirosh, Alby, Galvin, McClines, and Shane Smith. Gavin McInnes. McInnes, oops. Oh, Gavin. Oh, wow, he does look pretty... (laughs) pretty (laughs) It's, like, not surprising, really. Mm. But he was also... He, like, basically started hipsterism. Like What? Yeah, no, so he was, like, one of the first like, public figures or whatever to, like, move to Williamsburg and, like, grow a handlebar mustache and, like, drink IPAs and ride, like, a penny... Penny penny farthing. A penny farthing. Or whatever. (laughs) And, yeah, he, like, started hipsterism in New York and then he also started Vice and then started (laughs) the Proud Boys. Um, He's actually done... Like, he's been so busy. That's crazy. Yeah, he's a trailblazer, but I'm he just is. saying, like, this is more proof that the logical um, continuation of, like, this train of thought, like, pro-bimboism is to... Um, Sedate the masses. Yes, and yeah. to, like, find yourself in a fascist organization. No, because this <laughs> is this is horseshoe theory in a lot of ways. Like, you know, Tucker Carlson thinks that female M&Ms need to be sexy 
for some reason. And then, like, now, like, Vice, like, fake leftists are telling us that we need to be sexy to be feminists. Like, it doesn't... I'm sorry. It's the same. I didn't real. I didn't even know until this year that the M&M had a sexed body. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I had never thought about it. And academics speak. Mm-hmm. Love to talk about sexed, sexed bodies. <laughs> the spherical verdant sexed body of the Eminem has become a subject in discourses about um, gender and class. Anyway. Um, yeah. Dude, the thing is, like, that's not even the only sexed Eminem. Like, I'll be perfectly honest. That's true. Like, people are obsessed with the yellow one. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a himbo in a lot of ways. Who are these people? Like, I had no awareness of, like, what these Eminems looked like until <laughs> very recently. It's There's actually, a, like, interesting like, to M&M's look at people. Wiki. Yeah. Guys, what? No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they made, like, a movie or something about Ew. them. Yeah. Oh my god, Mrs. Green is an outward character and always has something to say. Usually <laughs> out to impress, she is highly self-aware, which keeps her looking the best she can. Never seen far from the boys, Mrs. Green is slightly bothered by their lack of confidence. She often steals the spotlight due to their attentiveness. Dude, I'm sorry, this is Which literally, color? this What's is this? reading exactly like the Vice Bimbo it article. Is. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> it's a bimbo. <laughs> Is this the green M&M's wiki page? Who's... Yeah, Mrs. Green. Mrs. Green. Oh, well, yeah, okay. That would be the green one. Um, Yeah, no, but, like, what you were saying about, like, sedating the masses (laughs) related, I actually saw, um, again, a TikTok, I'll admit it, a TikTok the other week about dissociative feminism. Oh, God. Except it was, like, critiquing it. Okay. from, a, you know, an actual, like, cogent place of critical thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically the idea of, like, we've all just given up on, like, hoping that feminism will work or, like, bring about any change in our lives. So we're just sort of accepting it and, like, doing what we can to make, like, living in a patriarchal world, like, a little easier for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it cites, like, Fleabag and then, like, Dasha from Red Scare is oh. epitomizing this. Um, which, like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of see it. Like, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, have you guys seen, uh, shit, what's it called? Uh, the show about sexual assault in the UK. No. Yes. What? Oh my yeah. god, what's it um, fucking called? With Michaela Cole, right? Yes. It's oh I May Destroy You. I May Destroy You, that's one. That is such a good show. Yeah, oh, and it's also, like, so similarly, um, I think the protagonist in Fleabag is, like, super similar to uh, the one in I May Destroy You. Because, yeah. like, they're both pretty, like, um, apathetic, like, confused, like, women who are kind of, like, goofy just you know similarly like trying to get by um and like i think they both express like a kind of disillusionment with like uh second wave and third wave feminism in a lot of ways um but it's like they're not trying to like say anything overtly like feminist with what they're putting out i don't think you know i mean i think like i may destroy you does 
highlight, oh, yeah, like, sure. you know, like the realities of kind of the options available for like victims of sexual mm-hmm. assault. Yeah. But then you're right. Like the character herself is not like, I don't know, like overtly political. No. Like it's just sort of like by virtue of like her situation and what she's experienced, mm-hmm. she kind of has to be like. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, I think it's, um, I think it's like very kind of, it's like clever because it's not like in your face with what it's trying to say about society, you know? Yeah. Like it tells yeah. such a personal story. Um, oh yeah. Cause it's a real story. Yeah. I exactly. mean, any good art I think is not going to be like overtly didactic, exactly. you know? Yeah. But then also it is really difficult, I think, to make like actively or like overtly feminist art at all because mm-hmm. like I don't like the pain of like being a woman and like the ways in which like society makes that difficult and like the things people will do to you if you are a woman and like women's struggles and all that like people have heard about it so much already like it's gotten to mm-hmm. a point where like you know, you're just walking around with all this pain, but, like, it's boring to people. It is boring. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, which makes it very difficult and to turn into, like, And people switch off when they hear, like, art. certain buzzwords, you know, because they become buzzwords. And especially, I feel like this Vice article is kind of encapsulating that because it's, like, yeah. taking something that is, like, you know, it's, like, relevant to pop culture and is making it, like this political thing that it's like really not and it's like people just switch off when they hear like third wave intersectional feminism you know like nobody wants to like people who need to be convinced that feminism is like a cause to be cared about like it's just it I don't know that kind of language is not palatable you know yeah well and then I also think maybe like bimboism appeals to women who are just kind of easily bored by yes, like exactly. political talk and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting to think about and I do think there there definitely is such thing as being like so overtly political that you kind of like end up losing your audience because mm-hmm. yeah. um, honestly most people are just not that engaged yeah but we shouldn't encourage that. Like that's, no, yeah. Or make that into, like, a political stance because it's not... No, I'm not saying this is a good thing. Like, yeah. I think people should listen to women and, you know, every other marginalized group. They just, like, don't because they're mm, bored. They're bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can list all the times, like, some man has, like, leered at me or, like groped me on the subway or whatever but like no one wants to hear it like mm-hmm. they've heard it so many times before yeah <sighs> <laughs> man woman woman <laughs> yeah. anyway shall we share our next piece of music for we this should. week let's do um, it this I think we should go with our segue into how horny the 80s were Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think that works. All right, let's play it.
A banger. Wow. Yeah. I heard this for the first time, at least like consciously, like honestly, only a few days ago. And me. yeah, I know. It is like earworm that's right into my brain. I listened to it walking down Market Street. Um, that's you pumped for the day. <laughs> exactly. Like trying to cultivate my smolder. No one is paying attention. <laughs> um, I feel like I think it's funny that you smolder to this song. Like, yeah. it's not the, <laughs> not the vibe for me, but to each their own. Last semester, I did it with Gloria by Patti Smith. <laughs> that works. Yeah, I guess it does. The good anyway, I was shocked listening to these lyrics. Like, people mm-hmm. were so horned up in the '80s, like so way more up. than they are now. To be honest, yeah. and yeah. I think that's really sad for us. It is. People wish that they were as horny as they were in the 80s, you know? And people are trying to be that horny, but 
the facts show, the studies show that we're just a lot less sexually active. Yeah, it's all performative horniness it on is. the internet. Mm-hmm. Right, like, you know, people on Twitter will be like, uh, he let me hit because I'm full of inherent wonder. Like, that's the tweet I saw today. Um, or I let him hit. Whatever. I, I don't even know at this point yeah. who's letting who hit. Um, but but like, people are like, nobody's like fucking just to fuck anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a means to an end, whatever that end is. It's just like, and it does tie in to bimbos, I think, because it's, you know, that sort of like performing overt sexuality, but like, but it's like purely an aesthetic. Yeah. It's not actually like to have sex. Yeah. Cause people aren't fucking, you know, they really aren't. (laughs) I mean, no. Yeah. You mentioned the studies. I'm like, that's not a joke. Like there are literal surveys about how our generation has less sex than like previous generations even though they act like we're so like you know open and forward or whatever but we're literally just like sitting around at home like on our phones yeah watching netflix like Mm -hmm. every night (laughs) um i think we're all a lot less sexually confident as well mm -hmm. that is the vibe i get from my <laughs> sexual encounters. I mean, yeah, we, guys, I, look, first episode, why not? We can cite our lived experience. <laughs> our lived experiences as feminist. women. Yeah. We've all been single women in St. Andrews at some point oh in our undergraduate <laughs> career. And it's true. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. people here treat, like, sex like a chore yeah. and would. <laughs> genuinely rather like buy like chips cheese and gravy and Mm. then like go home and like watch netflix with their boys or something (laughs) (laughs) i'm not naming any names it's true Uh, it's it's seen as like i think for a lot of men especially it's seen as kind of like a rite of passage um but that's kind of it it's like nobody's like super horny anymore yeah, I mean, I think now men are maybe more aware of the fact that, like, um, they're, like, not good at sex. <laughs> yeah, that's For the true. most part, like, and that's it's, like, true. I feel like I don't like doing things that I'm, like, really bad at, generally. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's kind of, like, God, that is a chore for them. Mm. And I think it's with... so sad. I think, um, I guess, like, one of the virtues of third-wave feminism is that we feel entitled to, like, our sexual pleasure now. And I think a lot of men feel, like, alienated by that. Well, maybe not alienated, but definitely more insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and more, like, aware of the fact that a lot of them are pretty useless. It's true. Right, like, we haven't... We have, like, put this notion in place that, like, they should care about women's pleasure, but, like, as a society, we honestly haven't caught up to, like, discussing the logistics of how to provide women pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're in, like, this really kind of bizarre in-between place, Yeah, I and think. maybe it's putting everyone off, like... And, well, it's hard because it's it's not like it's all their fault, either. No, like, it's not. I always picture... Like, when I see tweets where women are, like, complaining about how bad their partner is at sex, I just picture them, like 
I don't know, like after sex, like rolling over and like tweeting about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're really, they're like, yeah, that was great. And then they tweet like when he can't find the clit. It's like, why don't you just tell him where, like, (laughs) tell him where the clit is. Make it easier on yourself and just tell him where it is. Like, I don't know. It's true. That's dumb. Like it's, it's embarrassing though because I feel like people are so much more comfortable expressing themselves online than like. Yes, than in person. In real life. And it's sad. It is really yeah. sad. And this is also, this also kind of relates to, like, you know, like, sex positive, like, mm. everything you do is inherently feminist, like, feminism, because, mm. you know, the onus is also put on women now to, like, pursue sex in a lot of cases, and, like, men are, like, scared of, like, being creepy if they make any advances basically mm-hmm. that's, so true. Um, that's so true which like I'm not saying is warranted like personally I think it's pretty easy to like tell if you're crossing a boundary or not this is mm-hmm. just what I've heard mm-hmm. from men in real life like they would rather just like do nothing and like be pursued mm-hmm. than like risk any sort of like discomfort or like weird interaction at all basically yeah well i think we're probably like people our age are both trying to navigate a pretty weird like cultural moment where like feminism has kind of half succeeded so like everyone's just kind of confused about the role that they're meant to play in like sexual encounters Mm. we're all just like fucking frustrated as shit (laughs) and letting our anger out on like tiktok and twitter right and then like simultaneously like so alienated from like each other and And real politics yeah exactly because i mean this was definitely happening somewhat before the pandemic but like it's just gotten so much worse and more nihilistic in these past couple of years. Like, yeah, I think like our generation is just like not confident that there's going to be like any real future. So the vibe is sort of just like, let's just, let's roll over. Yeah. Like whatever. (laughs) But it's not even resulting in any kind of like hedonistic behavior. That's what's sad about it. Like, I feel like I equate nihilism with like, you might as well just have meaningless sex. Like they did in the 80s. (laughs) No, exactly. They were also nihilistic because they thought that, like, the Cold War was going to, like, result in nuclear annihilation (laughs) for everyone. Right, and, like, hippieism failed. The countercultural revolution was, like, shoved back in a shoebox. Like, neoconservatives were taking the stage everything was like cold hard cash and cocaine yeah. but they were having fun they were with having it a <laughs> sick ass time yeah like exactly. we need to bring back the revelry you know yeah. what my, i think it was because cocaine was better <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not joking they also yeah, had quaaludes like they were having a great time <laughs> you cannot get a quaalude anymore i don't i think it's i think if they were good we would have them though that's like my theory no, I don't think that's true. Like they were so good that their product, their like manufacture has been like completely suspended, and now the only place you can get them, not that I've researched it or anything, is um, <laughs> South Africa. Well, no, dude, no, but someone would have manufactured them. No, well, there if are people guides, liked them that much. There are guides online about how you can make a quaalude at home, and 
it's not <laughs> practical. It's not like, oh, just go to the shops and like, you know, buy some chemicals and like it's not wear like a mask and mix them together. No, it kind of like it is, but like harder and like more like you can cause an explosion if you try to make a really? quaalude at home. Yes. Dude, that is also what happens when you try to make meth at home. Well, yeah, but like I don't know. Is meth that good? Like, why do people... Uh, apparently. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I actually... I don't know. Like... Like... No, but I... But, like, meth is addictive. I don't know if quaaludes were... Yeah, I guess were they, they weren't. I don't but they know. were primarily, like, a date rape drug, weren't they? Like... No, people would also take them... Take them for, for fun. fun. Like, you were but... supposed to fight the urge to sleep and apparently after that you'd have a rockin' good time. Really? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have I do have nostalgia. For That's Quaalude yeah. nostalgia. I threw a Quaalude nostalgia themed party over like at the end of the summer and Did you actually? I I did and my phone was blowing up with messages for days from people who were like, um I just what is this party theme? Ha 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 like I don't understand it. I'm like Guys, come on, like, educate yourself in the zeitgeist, like, a little bit, like, please, (laughs) like. Oh, my God, the whole, oh, no, never mind. I thought the whole system just went up. Oh, no. Oh. Um, No, we're fine. See, this is why people are less horny, though. Like, they don't even know of how good it used to be. That's true. Like, it's so sad. We might as well, like, go back to the, like, a Cold War era, like, sense of tension you know what yeah. I mean we kind of are in one except we, yeah. we're just not responding appropriately yeah we're not no, I gotta say we're like not. maybe this is kind of like a bimbo-y take but like I think this could be solved with like party drugs maybe yeah that's <laughs> true I think people are also like morally um they like doing coke now is like morally questionable you know yeah people mm. are like oh like that's gross which like i mean i kind of agree and it's like, like it's like gross. produced by slave labor in yeah, south america exactly. and, people and people are, are aware like, of it now so is no. your almond milk though that's not me <laughs> that i drink so a lot true. of almond milk <laughs> um but yeah we should go back to american psycho mm-hmm. honestly i think russia should create like, if it were to be anyone, like, the Russians would create a new kind of, like, stimulant drug and mass-produce it and export it to the rest. Crocodile? I was just going to say crocodile. Crocodile. We should talk about <laughs> crocodile next week. Okay. What is okay. there to say, really? There's so much to say. I swear there was a Vice thing about crocodile as oh, there, well. Yes, there was. Yes. Sure. Oh, wow. That looks fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sedation and analgesia. Analgesia, the drug that eats junkies. It's crazy. Yeah, because it like burns your arm off, kind of. If you like miss a vein, it's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I bet people who do crocodile fuck though. Like that's today. Well, maybe that would be the antidote to all of this like malaise. Yes, existential yeah. malaise. That is what we are experience- it is. experiencing. And mm-hmm. just to tie it in with our geopolitical event that we've left 10 minutes to talk about, um, <laughs> we would, yeah, I guess like the link is that this kind of nihilism is like reflected in these geopolitical events in the sense that like nobody like Russia isn't invading Ukraine for ideological reasons or like any kind of historical grand narrative it's literally like 
just to fucking invade Ukraine. And it's like, you can see it with China as well. Like, there's no ideology underpinning any of this, like, neo-colonial behavior. It's just to fucking do it, you know? And it's like, bimbos aren't going to fucking invade Ukraine. Like, we we need to think of something else if Mm -hmm. we're going to be able to, like, do anything about the state of affairs. See, that's the thing. We're literally living right now in, like, a Cold War adjacent, (laughs) like, global situation and nobody gives a shit <laughs> like you know what people, i mean it's hard to give a shit people just need to have more like energy like any kind of social movement or whatever bimbos are that like encourages people to just like vibe and not care mm-hmm. is like useless like that is just not what we should be doing yeah and i feel yeah like i remember when the first season of euphoria came out which okay we have a lot of television to talk about mm-hmm. either this or next episode you guys um People are like, oh my god, this is so realistic. Like, this is this show is like the voice of Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in some senses, I see where people are coming from with that. But like, those kids get up to like so much more shit. Than yeah, most that's not. Of... It's not real. Like, <laughs> yeah, Ugh. man. Like a realistic show about like our generation would be, like, there would just be a lot of shots of people scrolling mindlessly, like, on their phones, you know? <laughs> like, real fucking talk. <laughs> like It's so sad. And so much of our interactions and, like, our connection to the world is, like, determined by, like, what we see online as well, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, w- that combined with, like, nihilism, it's, like, it, it's hard to even conceive of your agency at some... At, any point you know because you're just like you feel like a cog in like a massive machine that isn't even really heading anywhere yeah i mean like not to be too meta but like the fact that there is like euphoria day like every week when like Mm. it's just like a day when your twitter feed is completely saturated with like opinions Mm -hmm. about euphoria because everyone just spent the night before watching it it's like we're literally watching shows about people doing things instead of doing, doing them. Yeah. You know, say what you want so. about the kids in Euphoria. Like they may be on prescription opioids, but they're not on their phones. They're not. And on their you phone. gotta you gotta <laughs> commend them for that. Like that's, that's kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like fucking snorting, shooting up. Um, <laughs> But they're not texting. <laughs> Honestly, that's a more like normal and understandable reaction mm-hmm. than going on Twitter because you're sad. Yeah, exactly. I feel like this like weird lazy version of nihilism also is really reflected in like the creative like landscape right now. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a real bankruptcy of creative innovation with, like, television and film. Oh, my God. At the moment, like, every, almost every TV show is just a reboot. Mm -hmm. Um, Movies suck. Every movie these days, it's just, like, a three-hour-long vanity project Mm -hmm. from some director who's, like, already established and just wants to throw his money around because he can um naming names here licorice pizza french dispatch like once upon a time in hollywood like none of those movies had any plot none of them had any point none of them were even like aesthetically different for those directors they were just doing more of the same Mm -hmm. i agree i was kind of disappointed with licorice pizza 
Okay. Well. Anywho. That ends <laughs> our episode. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for this week. More on that next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in if anybody's out if there. literally anyone <laughs> did. No idea. <laughs> wow. Okay, goodbye. Should we play we'll an see. ending song? Oh, yeah, yeah, the outro we play, song. I'll play the Russia song because it's good idea. Great. Topical. Yeah.